Hello Zimbabwe and welcome to Live Talk. We are coming to you live from Studio 7 at the Voice of America in Washington. I am your host, Tabokan Nguwem. Tonight we are discussing the year 2024. The year 2023 was characterized by a disputed elections in Zimbabwe, a subdued economy and drought that is expected to leave 2.7 million people needing humanitarian assistance. But first, let's take a look at what is happening in other parts of the world. New Year's Day arrived to cheers from thousands in New York's Times Square, where a sparkling crystal ball descended to start 2024 with hope for some. Even as the world's ongoing, ongoing conflicts are subdued celebrations and raised security concerns across the globe. I just hope that this is just a, a better place, a better place to live. Everyone just come together as one, you know, um, and, and just love on each other. New wars and growing hunger and poverty on a warming planet and little the United Nations can do to fix it. VOA correspondent Margaret Bashir looks at the UN's future in a world where its impact is shrinking. In 2023, the war in Ukraine entered its second year, with no peace on the horizon. Military coups destabilized parts of Africa, and new and deadly wars arose in Sudan and the Middle East. The United Nations has had little success in stopping the bloodshed. It's particularly been challenging because the kinds of conflicts the UN has been facing over the last year have been exactly the kinds of conflicts that the UN is least well-equipped to manage. There are conflicts between the big permanent members of the Security Council. And when those countries are involved, the UN has the least scope for action. That's because Britain, China, France, Russia, and the United States can use their vetoes to block sanctions and other tools the Council can use to maintain peace and security. This past year, geopolitical divisions intensified over Russia's war in Ukraine and since October, Washington's support for Israel's war against Hamas. And the mood in the Security Council now is poisonous. The people of Gaza are looking into the abyss. Secretary General Antonio Guterres was unable to unblock the paralysis by invoking in December the rarely used Article 99 of the UN Charter to press the Council for a humanitarian ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war. The United States vetoed his appeal and Israel called for his resignation. The news wasn't much better for the UN's peacekeeping efforts in the field. The organization's blue helmets mark 75 years of peace operations this year. 
But the anniversary comes as Mali and the Democratic Republic of Congo demand that UN forces leave their territory and as Haiti appeals for an international force to help stabilize the country, just not a UN one. In Africa, leaders are turning more to forces drawn from regional blocs to deal with sub-Saharan crises. This, along with peacekeeping's hefty annual budget of more than $6 billion, has prompted questions about the efficiency, value, and need for present and future missions. Moving forward, what uh, we think we should work together with the member states on is uh, to make sure that uh, UN peacekeeping operation, when they are warranted, will be fit, fit for purpose. And when it's about enforcement, not peacekeeping, then it's not for UN peacekeeping to do enforcement. It's for uh, other form of operation. One hopeful moment came at the COP28 climate conference in Dubai. Delegates agreed for the first time on the need to move away from fossil fuels, a major driver of global warming. With climate change intensifying natural disasters, conflicts, and other global shocks, the UN has been called upon more to mobilize delivery of humanitarian assistance. We see both things, right? We see that even when there's diminished political space to broker political solutions to conflicts or to human crises, there's still the real potential to do important um, significant work on the humanitarian scale, but it has to be funded, it has to be supported in order to get the sort of greatest impact. Over decades, many have called for reforms to the UN, including expanding Security Council representation to reflect current realities. The UN was paralyzed for long periods of the Cold War. So the fact that it is once again going through a period of crisis doesn't mean that it's dead. I think there is a real need to think about the structures of the UN and how they could be changed. The problem, the analysts say, is there is little consensus on how to change the organization for the better. Margaret Bashir, VOA News, the United Nations. Israel said on Monday it is withdrawing some soldiers from the Gaza Strip for training and rest as it looks to prepare for what officials have said will be a war against Hamas that will go for months. According to Reuters, at least 20,000 Palestinians have died in the Israel-Hamas war since October 7 last year. For those that have just joined us, we are streaming live on our Facebook pages VOA Shona, VOA Studio 7 and VOA Ndevelem. We are also live on YouTube VOA Zimbabwe. Tonight, we are talking about 2024. What are your expectations this year? Observers say the economic situation in Zimbabwe will be worsened by a crippling drought caused by El Nino phenomenon. Please stay tuned as we take a brief break. In times of change, when the world seems uncertain, and what we hear doesn't reflect what we see. We seek the truth. When we are told only part of the story, we lose trust. In moments of crisis, our dreams, hopes, and wishes for a better tomorrow depends on a free press. At Voice of America, we bring you the stories. 
that people take risks to see. We connect the world and unite it with truth. At Voice of America, we show you the whole picture. To discuss this issue, we are joined on Skype by Masimba Mavaza of ZANU-PF and on the phone, Fortune Mlalazi of the Opposition Citizens Coalition for Change and Efe Lelangube, an economic and political commentator with the National Consumer Rights Association. Welcome to Live Talk, gentlemen. Welcome. Thank you there, uh, Mr. Mavaza. It uh, seems uh, we are still trying to connect uh, with the others. But uh, as uh, we have seen uh, the year 2023, there was uh, a lot of... Uh, a drama happening, especially at the end of the year, where we saw um, uh, the August elections, uh, the recalls, uh, the court cases, a lot of uh, activity happening in the political scene there. Uh, what can we expect to see as 2024 uh, comes in, uh, Mr. Mavaza? Uh, to start with, I think 2023 was quite a fruitful year for ZANU-PF uh, and its supporters. It is the year we uh, we won elections, and uh, we accepted the win. I know it's the year where the other parties uh, complained bitterly, but we had won the elections, and Zimbabwe celebrated with us. So 2023 was a year of progress. But now what do we, what do we expect in 2024? We expect progress. We expect a proper development. Yes, there has been a problem uh, of drought, which is induced by these El Ninos which were coming up. But what we have seen is that... Um, the rains have come. Some have come with floods, but the floods were not enough um, to destroy the crops. Actually, people are now starting to uh, plant their crops, and we are expecting a, a, a medium harvest um, in, in Zimbabwe because of the rains which have come, albeit very late, but um, it, they will definitely save a purpose. And again, our economic transformation is proceeding the government is doing all what it can do to make sure that all the sectors of industry are actually firing from all the corners. Um, the, the the Minister uh, of uh, Finance, Comrade uh, Mube, who actually won the Best Minister of the Year Award last year um, here in England, um, is, is actually going to do more than what he did last year. So last year was the foundation of an economic recovery. This year is the year of enjoying the fruits of our economic recovery. Things were tough a bit economically, but that is what happens. When you are plowing, it is tough to plow, it is tough to cultivate, but it is sweet and very sweet to eat. So this is the year of harvesting what we have been sweating and toiling for for the past year. So 2024, it's a year of hope, a year of progress, and a year of industrial development, and a year of uh, economical improvement and development in Zimbabwe. So we are looking forward to this year, which has started today with um, anxiety, excitement, and uh, great expectation um, of great economic improvement for the country. Thank you there, uh, Mr. Mawaza. We now have uh, Mr. Efi Lela Ngube on the phone. Uh, welcome uh, to Live Talk uh, Ngube. 
Uh, thank you very much. Uh, good evening, good afternoon, depending on where you are. Thank you. Um, we had uh, Mr. Mavaza talking about uh, a year that uh, is hopeful and um, looking at uh, consumers as uh, someone who stands for consumer rights. We are looking at the year, what happened in the year 2023 and what we can expect in the year 2024. Uh, there's been an outcry by uh, consumers on the price or prices of goods in Zimbabwe. What can we look forward to in the year 2024? Uh, well, thank you very much for the opportunity. I think I need to start by saying that uh, the consumers in Zimbabwe are all citizens of Zimbabwe. Every one of the 16 or 17 million Zimbabweans. And when before we talk about consumption, consumers, we talk about people who must have jobs, who must have access to jobs so that uh, they may earn the necessary income to spend on goods and services. And that has been the greatest challenge for Zimbabweans over years, the absence of well-paying jobs, uh, particularly given the fact that uh, they are being paid, some of them in Zim dollars, in an economy that is completely dollarized. There, there is a disjuncture there. The second issue that is very important when it comes to what was happening is the state of the economy that has affected people right across the board. And of particular notice is the state of pricing. The runaway prices in the economy, necessitated by the absence of certain fundamentals that must power uh, price stability. For instance, the, the poor balance of payments, uh, the shortage of, of, of the, the goods in the shelves, and other things really that is made very difficult for people to to plan their lives. And in 2024, um, we, we expect that the situation will continue unless something is done to fundamentally alter the economic trajectory of the country. And the, the, the key actor, the key factor there uh, in altering the direction of the economy is to get our politics right. That's very, very important. Because the, the, the politics and the economy are interconnected throughout the world. It's not immediately that you have a, a working economy that delivers stable prices, that delivers adequate foreign currency, that delivers the easier access to your cash, that delivers jobs, productivity, and all those things. It is because the, poli the politics is enabling that to happen. And uh, unless we do that as well, we get our politics to be an enabler of productivity, of price stability, of local and international investment. Then we are going to continue with the same trajectory of a higher prices, pricing, stability, shortage of, of cash, shortage of, uh, of foreign currency, absence of jobs, and all the other things that, that really affect Zimbabweans in their totality. Thank you there, uh, Mr. Nube. Uh, coming to you, uh, Mr. Mlalazi, welcome to the program. And um, we have seen uh, a lot of uh, action, especially from uh, 
the opposition triple C, a lot of court cases at the end of the year. What can we expect uh, in the year 2024? Is anything? Is there anything uh, that is changing? Are there any changes uh, that can uh, bring a hope for Zimbabwe? We, most people are saying no. We are not really interested in the politics. We want our lives uh, to be transformed. What is the plan? Yes, uh, thank you very much. Good evening to your listeners and uh, Happy New Year to everyone. Um, in Shwana, they say Ngoman, which is uh, unfortunately our situation. There isn't much to expect uh, in the year 2024 as long as uh, our politics is not sorted. Um, uh, like what the previous speaker has alluded to, that uh, our, our economy is linked to to our politics. Unfortunately, we have a bad leadership. Our biggest, biggest challenge in Zimbabwe is not a, we, we, we don't have an economic challenge. Uh, we have a political crisis. Uh, as long as we do not uh, sort out our politics, as long as we, we, we do not uh, put uh, measures in place so that uh, we can have a fundamental freedom restored to our citizens. Uh, we can expect what I call Ngomandio and because what we have currently is a clueless leadership that does not uh, uh, have an understanding or that doesn't have a clue forward. Thank you, um, Mr. Mlalazi. Uh, you heard what uh, the two gentlemen had to say, and um, you heard what the two gentlemen had to say. And uh, for my next question to you will be, what has changed uh, this year? Uh, because uh, they are saying no. Jashanga Zingori Ndizoja Ziri Saka Ngoma Ndio Ndio Mkorerino. What really has changed that can uh, give you the certainty that uh, this year is going to be a better year looking at the politics and economics in Zimbabwe? The first point you must look at is you can make the year what you want it to be. Uh, it, is, it is so sad that we've got people like the last two speakers who are actually casting the, the, the doom uh, uh, light on, on, uh, above the economy of Zimbabwe. Now, let me tell you, everything has changed. We now have a hands-on leadership. What we had for the first, first five years of um, uh, this government was the foundation of development of our economy. Now, this next, this coming five years, this year 2024, it's our first year of the last uh, uh, five years of the, um, um, uh, the second term of President Nangago. And again, we have made a lot of progress. Unfortunately, people uh, who have got a, an opposition mind don't see the progress. The world saw the progress and awarded um, Tulin Mube with the best African minister of the year, uh, 2023. And which, uh, whatever is done, which has made those people award him that he's going to do more of it this year, and we are going to enjoy our economical growth. The economy is actually growing as we stand, uh, regardless of the uh, the, the uh, drought which has threatened us. The rains have started coming down, and the people are actually, uh, as I have said, our agricultural sector is actually booming as we, as we speak. Our, our, our mining industry... Um, which had just had a small pause because of the rains, has been picking up very well. And some other mines, 
we have got more than um, 18 minerals which we have discovered in the, in the last year and so, and all these things put together and put into the market. Zimbabwean economy is increasing. So in other words, a lot of things have changed. Coming to politics, which my colleagues seem to dwell on without understanding what they are saying, politics, the political situation of Zimbabwe is not uh, affected our economy uh, at all. Our political situation is actually empowered our economy, has empowered uh, the thinkers. The fact that ZANU-PF has won elections 2023, it gave us a continuity in developing our economy, a continuity in making Zimbabwe a better country again, which it is now. And again, when you look at it, um, the political confusion we have in Zimbabwe is only found in the camp of Triple C, the opposition, where they are doing recalls and recalls, which are actually costing us a lot of funds. But recalls or no recalls, ZANU-PF's government is not stopping. It is continuing, making sure the people of Zimbabwe benefit from their leadership which they have elected. And again, from the economy, because we are a blessed country with such um, uh, minerals, as we have said, and the rains, the heavens are smiling upon us as the rains thunder and wash uh, uh, away the drought. Zimbabwe is paused for um, uh, uh, economic uh, success this coming 2024. Thank you. So it's a year of progress and thank, not a year of Thank you there, uh, Mr. Mawaza. Fortunately, today um, we have uh, Mr. Fidel Nube representing uh, consumers. Uh, so he is not a politician, but uh, he looks at issues around uh, what the consumers are feeling in the economy. So I'll ask uh, Mr. Nube to uh, come and respond to what you have been saying, uh, Mr. Mawaza. Well, thank you very much. I think it's important to note that the economy, the growth that we are talking about in the economy is yet to translate into well-paying jobs that will give people enough disposable incomes to sustain quality living. What we are having is growth on paper that is yet to translate into the shelves in the supermarkets and the like. As my brother was saying, that the finance minister was named the African finance minister of the year and the like and the like. That, that, that is uh, not translating into any changes to the people that are found in the deepest rural areas, marginalized from access to cash, from access to jobs and all those things. The reality is that a growth of 3 4 5% a year over a period of just two or three years is not enough to reverse the economic downturn, the economic crisis that has prevailed over decades now. It will take much, much more than what has been, do, been done so far to change the situation on the ground. First and foremost, we have a challenge of the fact that there is confusion on the ground as to which currency to use. Uh, the Zimbabwean dollar or any of the multiple foreign currencies that are prevailing in the market. We have a, a, a very huge challenge, uh, what I would call competence challenge among Zimbabweans when it comes to the Zimbabwean dollar. You would know that uh, the pensioners are finding it extremely hard to access their cash, which they worked for over decades. So there are so many fundamental challenges, really, that uh, cannot uh, be eliminated just by um, speaking good in terms of our politics and all those things. Our economy is in bad state. 
uh, in as far as is necessary to change uh, the economic realities, uh, the realities on the ground. So, uh, much as uh, it has been said that the economy is growing, uh, there is continuity. For many people, the continuity that they are seeing is not the economic development. It is the poverty. There is continuity of poverty, of hunger, of unemployment, or of suffering. Uh, and therefore, we, we must, whatever economic policies are deployed, be mindful of the situation, the lived realities of so many people that are unable to pay their school fees, meet their educational, uh, the educational needs of their kids, meet the health care bills, meet the day-to-day -day or monthly renters for wherever they are accommodated. These are challenges that are meeting the people of Zimbabwe on the ground. The, the growth that we are talking about is so far just on paper and nowhere near the pockets of the people, nowhere near touching uh, the, the, the grandmother in, in, in Zaraba and the grandmother in Kiret, the grandmother in Choloto, the grandmother in Pinka and the like. It, it is yet to translate to young people seeing economic opportunities, seeing jobs, well-paying jobs and so forth. We have thousands, millions of young people that have resorted to substance abuse because they can't access economic opportunities. That Thank is the reality that the government must confront. Thank you, Mr. Nube. Um, coming to you, uh, Mr. Mlalazi, as uh, the opposition, what are the plans for 2024 uh, to push forward for the issues that uh, you have raised in this platform in terms of uh, unemployment, in terms of uh, developing the economy of the country? What is the plan for 2024? Um, before we get to the plans of the opposition, I think uh, we need to emphasize that uh, the, the the biggest challenge, the biggest elephant in the room, is uh, is uh, is Um and, and you can't plan anything uh, economically as long as Zanukiev is still in charge. Uh, One minute remaining. We need to get rid of Zanukiev. Zanukiev needs to go as soon as possible. Um, this is the same party that has uh, turned us into Stone Age uh, uh, scavengers. Uh, this is the same party that has uh, uh, turned us into 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 vendors. Uh, the, whole, the, the whole of Zimbabwe, we have people vending. Uh, 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 if people are not vending, they are looking for money to apply for passports so they can leave the country. Uh, that that is what uh, we've been turned into. So. <clears throat> There isn't much that you can do as, a, as, as an opposition party in Zimbabwe because uh, we have seen over the years, uh, since 1980, they will uh, crush you. Their agenda, their policy towards the opposition parties is to crush. We, we, we saw it happen with, uh, with uh, ZAPU, with the Forum Party, uh, Zoom, and all other parties that care. Your airtime is exhausted and your call has been terminated. Please load airtime. Thank you there, um, Mr. Mlalas. Unfortunately, uh, he got cut off. Uh, coming to you, uh, Vam uh, Mavaza, uh, in a minute, can you respond to the uh, two gentlemen? Yes, um, the first gentleman, uh, the uh, consumer, uh, whatever person, I do agree with him that we, we are yet to see the development into practice. Yes, because today is the 1st of January. 
we can't see the fruits in one in one day. But he, for, for 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 his own comfort, this is the beginning of the people to witness the comfort to witness the fruits of the economic development. And again, it is a shame that um we 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 are we are told that ZANU-PF needs to be to be removed by a man from CCC who can't even imagine uh, manage their own party. Uh, um, it's laughable. The reality of the matter is ZANU-PF has been stable, has been solid in itself, has been uniting itself as a party, and it's uniting the country. And that's Thank the you. Thank you there, uh, <laughs> Vamavaza. Unfortunately, time is not uh, on our side. Um, Mr. Ngube, can you come and wrap up in 30, min in 30 seconds? Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I, I think what would be important in 2024 uh, is to focus, give added attention to political stability in the country, address all the economic policy and political risk sectors that are preventing the country from moving forward. That That is extremely important. And from a consumer standpoint of view, it's important to stabilize prices, ensure that people have access to foreign currency, that they have access to jobs, and also to minimize the impact of uh, the taxes that we are seeing coming in, because they are going to uh, eliminate much of the disposable income and drive many people away from um, the, the revenue. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Mr. Ngube. Unfortunately, time uh, is not our, on our side. Uh, let me take this opportunity to thank you for coming on the program. And that brings us to the end of our show. Let's make another date tomorrow. Signing off in Washington, I am Tabaka Ngube.